All right, here we go. Hello, comic book fans. Welcome to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 209, where I'm going to be doing some recommending, but only lightly reviewing of the best of the new comic books that just came out, New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, May 22nd. And this particular podcast would sell its front teeth for a Spider-Man Deadpool movie. Give it to us. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Chris Latore. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I seriously hope you're having a fantastic day so far, and the rest of your day is just awesome. And do us a tiny Ant-Man-sized favor, (laughs) and just hit that subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Then check out all of our past podcasts on our giant Ant-Man podcast feed. It's very big feed. (laughs) And then follow us, please, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube, all of, with one easy-to-find name and one easy-to-find place, at Sunspots Comics. Yes, please do so. We would really appreciate it. And of course, I always start the show with some humble thank yous. Most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for finding the Sunspots Comics podcast and the sea of podcasts, the endless sea of podcasts that are out there. Seriously, thank you for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Whether it's your first time just checking us out, you want to see what this is all about, or you're one of our Sunspots Comics loyalists that's been there since the beginning, seriously, thank you for choosing the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope you have a great time with it. And thank you to my friend Nick Papa George for singing our Sunspots Comics theme song. Please check out his solo singing stuff on Instagram at nicholas.dell and his band Solution on Instagram at solution underscore band. If you love... Hawaiian-style, feel-good, reggae kind of music with some rock and roll in it, then (laughs) then you're going to love all the sounds of my friend Nick Papa George that sings our theme song. Please check out his stuff and his band, Solution. Check them out, and thank you, Nick. And thank you to our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. My buddy Julian actually hand-makes these awesome augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology. Yes, Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and stuff like that. And what you do is you take your smartphone and this HP Reveal app and you point your smartphone at any Cryptid Zoo t-shirt and watch them come to life with these very cool video presentations. You gotta see this. There's really no other shirt out there like this. And when you go to CryptidZoo.com, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll actually get 25% off of any shirt order. So go and check them out and buy this very cool t-shirt that just comes to life at CryptidZoo.com. So now, I've got my single knee pad and my single glove, because you only need one of each for what I'm about to do, as I cautiously make a superhero landing, not a scratch, see, perfectly safe, (laughs) right into the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 209, starting out with some stuff that's been floating around up inside of my weird, nerdy brain. The very first and only Nugget of Nerd lodged ever so deeply in my nerdy frontal lobes this week is that I'm actually creating a comic book and it's called Zombie Destroyers. By the way, I'll I'll be sharing some new pictures of my comic book Zombie Destroyers on my social media very soon 
at Sunspots Comics. So tune in there. I actually created Zombie Destroyers. I'm doing the writing and the lettering. Please also follow Zombie Destroyers artist. His name is Jordan Hudson. He's a fantastic artist. Check him out on Instagram at Skablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. Thank you so much, Jordan, for your fantastic art on my comic. I just love it. And I just wanted to give a quick Zombie Destroyers update. The pencils and the inks for Zombie Destroyers issue number one are done. And my artist Jordan has actually just finished the pencils on the bonus page. Uh, the, actually, the pencils and the ink. So that is done. And so we've actually now begun Zombie Destroyers issue number two. That's right. I, we're kind of going for putting a bunch of them in the bank. So that, because I've, I've written right now 150 pages, six issues, so I kind of want to have them in the bank so that if I self-publish or I go out there and try to pitch it to publishing houses that I've, I've just got a lot of material ready to go and we don't have to worry so much about deadlines, etc. That'll be finished and completed my way, because that's just been my dream come true is to do a comic book my way. And issue number two, by the way, just to give a little uh, little teaser into it. It's this very super cool single splash page of a very awkward car ride in uh, the Zombie Destroyer's car, which is named Betsy, by the way. And here's a little fun Zombie Destroyer's factoid for you. The car in Zombie Destroyer's is my dad's car from my childhood. It's a 1970 Chevy Impala that I spent so many so many years in. And it was just my, my, one of my, my dad's, honestly, his pride and joy, his favorite car of all the cars that he's had. But uh, there you go. There's just a little Zombie Destroyers update and a little tease, a little look into the Zombie Destroyers issue number two that we're just getting started on. Uh, Jordan and I are going to be going over the next few pages very soon in our little collaborative meetings that we have, which I love. I absolutely have just having a ball and love the process of making a comic book. It's just literally been a dream come true. And uh, to get a glimpse of what my comic book Zombie Destroyers looks like, just head over to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers and you'll see three glorious sample pages of the comic book that I created. I'm so very proud of it. And I can't wait to release it. Can't wait to show it to Zombie Destroyers to the entire Earth. It's just, it's going to be so much fun. So next up is a quick mention of our interview segment called Spotlighting. Spotlighting is where I share our conversations with comic book creators. Please check out this spotlighting interview that's on the Sunspots Comics podcast feed right now that I'm seriously, seriously proud of. It's a conversation with comic book creator, writer, and artist Daniel Warren Johnson. He created, wrote, and did the art for two of my favorite comic books, Extremity and Murder Falcon from Image Comics. Which, by the way, both of those comics have been Sunspots Comics top picks of the week. We talk about Daniel Warren Johnson, his process of making comics, and how he broke into the comic book business, how he's an amazing guitarist, and just so many other things. We actually nerded out for almost two hours. It's it's definitely a, an interview and a moment that I'm seriously proud of. Uh, he's definitely one of my favorite comic book creators of all time. I even played two of his metal shredding guitar tracks on the intro and outro of that podcast. So please give it a listen to Daniel Warren Johnson on the spotlighting part of the Sunspots Comics feed that's available right now. Go check it out. Oh, and also on the Sunspots Comics podcast, issue number 196, I actually have two amazing interviews from this year's Long Beach Comic Expo. The first one is with Marguerite Bennett. She's the writer of Animosity from Aftershock Comics. And the second is with DJ Kirkbride. He's the writer of Aaron Boys from Image Comics. They are two 
fantastic comic book creators that took a little time to have a little conversation with me. So check those out. And by the way, there are so many other great interviews with great comic book creators on our Sunspots Comics podcast feed. So check them out. And if you work in the comic book business or you're trying to break into the comics biz like I am, let's have a fun chat about your comic book right here on a future Sunspots Comics podcast. It's a lot of fun, I guarantee you, and it'll help promote your comic. I do have to, of course, genuinely enjoy your comic book to help promote it, but please send me a copy of of your comic book. Send me a message. Write to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com, or message me at sunspotscomics, of course, on all my social media, so we can set that spotlighting interview up. So now, onto the Soul Stone, the Kyber Crystal, the AllSpark, the super-powered main event of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, which is my comic book recommendations. Yes, these are brand new comic books. I'm about to share with you my favorite of all the comic books I read last week that just came out Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, May 22nd. And also, just in case, in case you're spoiler sensitive, here is your spoiler, super duper light, spoiler-ish alert. But seriously, don't worry. <laughs> it's it's the very lightest of spoiler alerts. I really just want to inspire you to read these comic books and buy the comic at your local comic book shop and just enjoy them completely. So I really do not spoil them. I never discuss the last few pages, and I only discuss some of the interesting points that makes up a comic book. Not all of them. But just in case, you've been super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. And before I get into the top comic books... Let me, of course, announce this week's Artist Winner and Cover Artist Winner of the Week. Every week, I pick what I believe is the best comic book art of the week. Sometimes it's so difficult to pick a winner because there's so much great comic book art out there. But you really do have to just put your nerdy eyeballs on these comic books I'm about to announce right now. you got to look at them. Your eyes will be so happy that you did. So my pick for Cover Artist Winner of the Week is Jorge Corona. For Middle West, issue number seven from Image Comics. Give him a follow at Jorge underscore C-O-R. That's J-O-R-G-E underscore C-O-R. And Jorge Corona has been a Sunspots Comics podcast cover artist and artist winner of the week before for Middle West. So I strongly recommend you look upon his amazing gift of art. It's fantastic. That is Middle West. So the cover to Middle West, issue number seven, is just an action sequence with our main character, Abel, turning into this angry rage tornado. It is glorious. <laughs> and it just also places us firmly into the comic. And it's not just a like a pretty page to look at. It's, it's technically page one. And I love when every page of a comic is just maximized with that storytelling, when when an artist actually uses page one as just jumping right into the story. So I love that. It's efficient and you get more for your buck. And I absolutely love the bright yellow and orange of this furious kid turned tornado as he really has no concern for his friends below that are just cowering and running in terror. And oh, I love this robot on the left-hand side that's just kind of staring up at the kid tornado. And he's got that pink fluid attached to his back. That same weird pink fluid that just fuels about everything that's in the world of Middle West. And great use of light as the top of the page is almost black. And then it just goes blinding yellow and this tornado in the center and these oranges and yellows. And then it just goes right back to to very dark at the bottom where everyone's running in terror. So it just 
it frames the action so perfectly from light to dark. So just, I love that and highly respect that use of light. So yes, cover artist winner of the week, Middle West issue number seven. Thank you, Mr. Jorge Corona. Beautiful, beautiful cover. And the artist winner of the week goes to Eric Powell of the Goon, issue number two from his own very, he owns the publishing house called Albatross Funny Books. I love the name of that, by the way. Please follow Mr. Eric Powell at Eric Goon Powell. I think he's also the Goon Guy on Twitter. But just look up Eric Powell. You'll find him. Eric Powell has been a Sunspots Comics Podcast artist winner in the past because he's that darn good. So check his stuff out. That's Eric Powell of The Goon. And I think why this is just such an easy winner this week of Artist Winner of the Week is Eric Powell gives us so many different art styles in The Goon, issue number two. The origin story in the opening sequence is a flashback definitely a flashback to pulp stories of the olden days of comics the golden age of comics it's just pencils on like tan parchment i love that you can see there's a slight texture so it has that parchment like feel and i just love the way the pencils get dark and very detailed when when eric powell decides to express emotions so it's just it especially on the close-up of this evil vinny nosferatu there is this this lovely panel in the on the third page on the right hand side where the eyes of Vinny Nosferatu are just peering through this crack in in this castle. Actually, it's not Vinny; it's Nosferatu, and it's it's just it's masterclass art, folks. You got to look at it. It's Nosferatu peering into your soul, looking through the cracks of this castle, drawn in this golden age style of just pencils, kind of on tan parchment. Gorgeous! It's amazing. It's masterclass. Go look at the Goon issue too and see what I'm talking about. And then as you're going along, you're in this origin sequence in that one style. Boom. Eric Powell just changes it up uh, to more of his traditional cartoony style that he's known for and loved for with all the bright coloring and that animation kind of wetness to the panels, to the color. Uh, Eric Powell just likes to have these hilarious, funny gags that happen quite often. And it seems like he kind of stays in this cartoony very colorful style when he's doing the, the gags and i love that so it's kind of like you know it's coming he's about to pour on the funny because uh, his style has changed to the cartooniness so man i love that and then boom again eric powell changes the just in this heavy fight sequence with these large zoomed in splash pages in his glorious watercoloring style it's it's amazing and larger than life it's just so big and it, the panels are usually wordless and they're giant and they're in your face are these splash panels that are just gorgeous that eric powell is just uh just, just it's in his wheelhouse he just loves doing them he also seems to kind of sprinkle in some charcoal textures into his watercoloring so it's like this heavy pencil style or charcoal edging it's fantastic it's it's absolutely why eric powell is one of my favorite artists of all time he's like constantly challenging himself and mixing all different kinds of art styles it's just it's mind-blowing so congratulations to both jorge corona on middle west issue number seven thank you jorge you are a cover artist winner and eric powell of the goon issue number two you are the artist winner of the week so get those folks look at them and just be amazed at their their amazing skill of art it's just a blessing that they have it's gorgeous so check those out in the breakdown, I actually read a pull list of 13 comics this week, and only 
Five of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's actually pretty good for five of 13 to be the top picks to where I'm going to recommend them to you. And it's 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 got to be great or it's not going to make the list. I only recommend to you, the listeners, the greatest of all the comic books that I read this week. So definitely check out these five that I'm about to read to you. And new number ones. I actually had three new number ones this week and two of the three made it to the top pick list that doesn't happen very often and new number ones they got to be like a four and a half stars and above to make that sunspots comics top pick list or i'm not telling you about them and definitely get those two new number ones that i'm about to discuss very soon so you can just be in on all that fun from the very beginning there's something special about that right so here we go here are my new comic book recommendations this is my list of what I consider to be the best of the new, brand new comic books that just came out Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, May 22nd. I strongly recommend you go and buy these five comic books at your local comic book shop today. Please support your local comic book shop. And by the way, what local comic book shop do you go to? Hey, that's a good one. You know, I've actually been there. <laughs> um, I actually support and want to give a quick shout out to Comic Madness in Ontario, California. Shout out to the owner, Lee, and the manager, Jeremy, who's actually a buddy of mine. Jeremy is currently working on a variant cover of my comic book, Zombie Destroyers, for the issue number one. Can't wait to see it, Jeremy. Give me a... Give me... I, I love your concept. Give me some more of it. I want to see an update soon. I love it. Go check out Jeremy's Instagram. He's a fantastic artist at SkeletonKing82 on Instagram. Check it out. But... But please, support your local comic book shops today. Go buy these comic books and support them. They need all the help they can get. So now, there are five great comic books this week that I'm about to recommend to you. So here we go now. Coming in at number five is Drawing Blood, the story behind the stories, issue number one. So here we go. This is one of those new number ones right here. And this is uh, created by and story by Kevin Eastman. He is the co-creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And uh, David Avalone. And the script is by David Avalone. The artwork is from Ben Bishop. He's a fantastic artist. He has a very realistic, gritty kind of style. A, a smidge on the abstract. But it all he also kind of switches up his, his art style here with some sort of cartooniness. Which I'll get to very soon. But, um, man... This is also by the brand new publishing house of Kevin Eastman Studios. So this is the first of the first of him releasing under his own banner. That is the Kevin Eastman Studio. So congratulations, Kevin. This is great stuff. So I'm super excited to read it. And like I said, Kevin is the co-creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So a great reason to check this new number one out. But anyway, I am a huge sucker <laughs> for comic books that are about comic book creators. That's what Drawing Blood is all about. And this added, this feels like Kevin Eastman is honestly kind of expressing himself about some of the things that went down with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, like where things went right, maybe where some things went wrong, and some of the relationships that flourished and maybe suffered from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's not an autobiographical comic book, Drawing Blood, but it just kind of feels like Kevin Eastman might be playing around with some of those old TMNT feelings. I don't know. Because you'll see when you read it as to what the character is kind of expressing here as a comic book creator. So the main character named Shane Books Bookman, love that, very comic booky name. He's a cartoonist and he creates a very successful comic book franchise, global phenomenon called 
the radically Ronin ragdoll ragdolls. <laughs> Heroes in a half shell, right? Feels like that. Um, <laughs> and his creative partner embezzles money from him and then dies. So that, that, it's not even a major plot point. That just like they quickly go into that. And to make things crazier, his late partner, who now owes millions to bookies. And uh, these, like, leg breakers (laughs) come out and see Shane and expect Shane to pay them back for the money that was embezzled for him. Yeah, great, but they're going to hurt him if he doesn't, so he doesn't have a whole lot of choice here. And also, uh, bleeding or drawing blood is just really a lot about these very interesting supporting cast people in this comic and just how well-written they are. From Shane's, like, best friend and bodyguard called Beastly. I love that he's just, like, this ultra-loyal character. And he's also kind of a muse to Shane. He kind of inspires him and, and helps kind of, like, crack the whip and get get Shane back to work and doing what he should be doing. And maybe my favorite sequence is, is when Shane has this vision or this hallucination that a Ronin ragdoll, one of his, you know, characters that he created in this global phenomenon comic book, <laughs> uh, is, attacks him. Like, through the page, and the page becomes life-size. And it's almost like this moment from the 80s, this Take On Me video from AHA. Look that up, kids. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a stunning moment where two different art styles clash right before your eyes. This is what I was talking about, where Ben Bishop brings two different art styles together. It's just wonderful, because you have Shane kind of on the right in your sort of traditional comic book realistic look, and then you've got this attack of... This Ronin ragdoll in a very cartoony kind of style, so in coloring is very different. So I just love that. It's 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 a it's just a feast for the eyes, and it's very quick. It's very stunning. It's it's just how the how the change happens. It just it's very quick in front of your eyes. There, it's just wonderful. Uh, and I, oh, and I also love this hilarious, very messed up sequence with his ex porn star ex wife, <laughs> who is trying to give Shane sexual favors in exchange for like getting a, an acting part in this Broadway play that he created. It's embarrassing. It's awkward. It's hilarious. It's gratuitous. So this is a definite rated R comic for not for the kids, but I absolutely loved it, especially the awkwardness of it and how she's just kind of selling her soul for a part. She'll go to any length <laughs> to, to be a, a part of Shane's uh, creation. That is this Broadway play. But anyway, um, I love it. <laughs> and there's this flashback page, by the way. Oh, this flashback page of Shane at a Comic-Con meeting his comic book idol is drawn completely by Kevin Eastman because Ben Bishop does most of the art, but this one page is done by Kevin Eastman, this flashback. And it's just absolutely has this throwback Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle style to it, these heavy, dark lines. It's mostly just black and white penciling. And uh, I love... The, the use of the yellow sort of uh, legal pad on the all of the uh, dialogue. It just, uh, it just adds this, I don't know, this, this realistic, it's a comic book creator kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit. But, man, uh, I, just for Kevin Eastman's flashback page alone of a young kid, of young Shane going to a Comic-Con and meeting like his Stan Lee, uh, that becomes his, his partner in creating this comic book phenomenon 
that ends up stabbing in the back and embezzling money. But anyway, complicated story. This is all fantastic. Drawing Blood seriously has, it's a great issue, it's a great debut, and it has some fantastic potential here to being just a very interesting comic. And again, it's about uh, a comic book about comic book creators, so I'm all in. So check out Drawing Blood, the story behind the story from Kevin Eastman and David Alone. Or Avalone. <laughs> Sorry, David. And coming in at number four is Middle West, issue number seven. And this is our cover artist winner of the week, uh, drawn by Mr. Jorge Corona. And this is a story by Scotty Young, one of my favorite writers of all time. He's fantastic. He did I Hate Fairyland. He did The Wizard of Oz tale. And they collected that in an omnibus, which I can't wait to just go through it again. Anyway, uh, Middle West issue number seven has been a Sunspots Comics top pick of the week in the past. So I recommend starting from issue number one of Middle West. It's it's top notch comic book here, folks. I adore this opening flashback sequence of young Abel, who's our main character, is having this tantrum. He's like he's maybe three years old or something, just throwing a tantrum. But he's wearing this adorable like kind of Thundercat looking outfit and sword. It's, it's, it's beautiful, <laughs> kind of a nice homage to Thundercats. And, and you know, it's just like a, like a relatable scene here because we've all been in that moment when a three-year-old just goes bananas and throws a, a, just a crazy tantrum. So you feel the tension, you feel the frustration there that's, that's drawn on the mother's face of Abel. And she just looks beaten down. <laughs> that, that's definitely the way we all feel when a three-year-old loses it. But anyway, I, 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 you feel the emotion in that opening sequence. And the tension and the sadness in the mom's face. Um, and from that, we're actually thrown right in to the chaos that ensues when young Abel, our main character, just turns in to a mad tornado of rage. And it's beautiful and it's insane and intense. And people are running and cowering and screaming. So it's just a lot of that. It's a great action sequence. They go on with that too. They live in that moment for a while. It's not just like one little panel and they move on. No, there's rage tornado destruction happening for a bit here. And I love it. It's gorgeously drawn by Jorge Corona. And there's just so much details in these, like I said, almost wordless splash pages. And I love the design of Abel's tornado face. It's like this black, ominous creature with fire coming out of its eyes and mouth. There's just tons of people running around in fear. It's just, it's perfectly drawn by Jorge Corona. It's just, it's, it's, it, he's in the zone here. You got to see this. And there's, oh, and there's this very compelling moment that I really enjoyed here when this new carnival family that Abel was able to, to live with and now kind of being considered part of the family as he's working off a debt to the carnival owner, they have to banish him. And it's this very compelling moment. It's very kind of sad. It's very kind of done realistically, like rightly so. They would have to banish a kid that turns into a tornado and destroys the entire carnival. They've got to keep everyone safe. So it's definitely not an easy decision uh, because they, they do feel he's one of the family, but they kind of have no choice but to banish him. So it's just this kind of heart-wrenching moment where they have to send a kid away. But that quickly turns into this kind of heartwarming moment of loyalty as his trusted talking fox companion just states his case. He just kind of goes to bat. Um, for Abel and explains to these carnies that how can you abandon a child like he needs help and the the fox is like well I'm stick, sticking with him then to hell with you guys 
to Hollywood Joe. Anyway, and so they leave. And so it's really about like it's about two best friends like sticking together and the the fox realizing, I mean, maybe he's kind of turning into a little more of a like a father, kind of an uncle figure. But he's going to stand by Abel because he's a kid with with issues and turning into a, a rage tornado. <laughs> but so I love all that that sequence. That's kind of the core of this of Middle West issue number 7, by the way. Oh, and hats off to Scotty for for the dialogue in that sequence. It's just it's just like I said, it just feels real realistic. It sets it up perfectly. So thank you. Hats off. So get caught up in the fantastical tale of a boy and his dad that can turn into tornadoes of rage. <laughs> That's what Middle West is all about. But man, it is top notch. It's it's so much fun. Every month that it comes out, I just can't wait to read Middle West. So I highly recommend it. So now onto the top three. Here we go. The big three. The ones uh, the the top of the hill, the top of the hill, the top of the 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 pile. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Top three coming in at number three is Road of Bones, issue number one. And this is from IDW Comics. This is written by Mr. Rich Duick. And this is Art, Colors, and Cover by Alex Cormack. And Road of Bones seriously surprised me. So pleasantly surprised me. I read this totally cold and just picked it just from the cover. I had no idea what this was about. I, I wasn't really even familiar with the creative team here. But I gave it a chance because of this stunning cover. It's this snowy field that's just littered with skulls. It's just haunting. And by the way, the quick gist of Road of Bones, it's a horror story about this extremely, about the extremely hard life uh, living in a Russian prison. And I'm not sure when this is exactly. I mean, maybe it's like a gulag in after World War II or something. Hard to tell, but knowing Russia, who knows? Could be right now. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but what's really wonderful here is just the character development and the art. Also, I love this uh, interesting twist. I'm looking at it right now. And our main character's name is Roman, and they're starving these these uh, inmates, which, hey, they're inmates. You don't feel too bad for them that they're starving them. They're beating them. They're abusing them verbally, physically. They're getting beaten to a pulp every day. But there's this interesting twist right right off the like the third page here. It's our main character, Roman, uh, is taking what little food he has because, again, they're starving and to share like hides away bits of it and then shares it with this creature like kind of hiding underneath the, the floor that Roman believes is like a, like a Russian boogeyman, like a Baba Yaga. No, not John Wick. <laughs> uh, he, he calls him a, a Domovic. And, it, you know, maybe like a Russian demon of some sort that, I guess if you're nice to it, it will help you. Kind of like old, you know, fairy tales, old stories. <laughs> it sounds, sounds like a happy Russian story <laughs> of demons. Anyway, the, uh, the art style by Alex Cormack is really unique. I definitely am a fan from now on of Alex Cormack's art. He was close to being the art winner of the week. Definitely runner-up here. But his scenes that take place at night, like in the dark, he has this amazing kind of unique look I haven't seen in, in comics in a long time. Uh, or maybe ever. <laughs> Where it kind of looks like he's taken a like a like a blackboard, like a very clean blackboard, and uh, drawn with like colored chalk. But there's no chalkiness, there's no powderness to it. It's just kind of like... 
it's you know black with very light coloring so that it gives a different kind of feeling to the night scenes i loved it thought it was very differently done so hats off alex cormick because he the way he colored it as well like i said it's just there's just it's just very dark but again with those lines that kind of are, are bright almost like a like a neon lightly neoned uh crayon or, or you know piece of chalk that's colored on this black chalkboard very cool look very interesting you got to see it that is road of bones the art of, of alec cormack alex cormack and and it's just very cool looking very different but these by the way these these prisoners are again beaten and tortured treated so horribly that you definitely they're building a great bad guy here you definitely want the prison guards and the warden and everyone that's doing this to kind of perish in a horrible way uh, but at the same time, you're conflicted, or I was, because they're inmates. They did horrible stuff. So there's definitely that going on. There's like this this conflict. And so anyway, an escape plan is born. And Roman has found two other very unlikely characters. <laughs> Just shady fellows, to say the least, that are in this Russian prison. Uh, man, he should have like picked anyone but these two. But Road of Bones is a great debut issue. Great number one comic. It'll hook you. You'll want to read more. Will Roman find his Baba Yaga? Will he escape with these two other shady fellow convicts? I don't know. You got to read it. But anyway, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they're going to make it. I mean, hello, convicts. But anyway, great, great cliffhanger at the end, by the way. It will leave you wanting so much more Road of Bones right away. So check out Road of Bones issue number one. Another new number one right there. Get this. It's great. And coming in at number two is Ghost Tree, issue number two. This is from IDW Comics. This is written by Bobby Kurnow and art by Simone, Simon Gain. I always want to say Simone Gagne because I'm a hockey fan. It's kind of a common name, but that's not it. Um, beautiful coloring by Ian Herring with Becca Kinsey. I just love all the green. But Ghost Tree number one was a Sunspots Comics triple winner. That means it was a number one pick of the week when it came out. And it was also the artist and cover artist winner of the week. So, yes, triple prize winner right there for Ghost Tree number one. So that means go get Ghost Tree number one now. You gotta. But anyway, this issue was just very compelling and very emotional. This one was, it felt heavy. And Ghost Tree issue number two, we get to see in the early part of it, we get to see Brant and his dead Mr. Miyagi-like grandfather <laughs> bond over their ability to see dead people. Yes, they see dead people and help them. That's the unique twist of Ghost Tree. They give advice and listen to them. They're like ghost psychologists. <laughs> and I love the scary, just scary sequence with a ghost that just pops up out of nowhere and looks like probably died in a horrible accident with like hot metal. It's just a horrifying image. But awesome, <laughs> really awesome and scary. The guy's ear just melts off, and it's like on his shoulder. <laughs> it's gory. Um, but, but you know, it's not like rated R gory. It's like PG-13-ish gory. I wouldn't say this is a rated R comic, but Ghost Tree issue number two made me think about death. It made me think about, uh, you know, the afterlife, but also in a very hopeful way. It definitely gives you this message of don't leave things unresolved in your life because, you know, then... You could be at a crazy tree speaking to someone that could see dead people uh, for many, many years. And they talk about how sometimes a lot of them wait to speak to someone. They're just kind of wandering aimlessly around the earth because most people can't see them. So that's a frightening thought. So it made me think about death a little bit. 
which is a frightening thought. But I love that most of Ghost Creation number two is just colored in different shades of green and yellow. Again, it's from Ian Herring and Becca Kinsey. Fantastic colors. And it's just all these different shades of green and yellow. And so it just it just has this warmth to it that's really hard to describe. It's just got this, you know, earthy, planty feel to it. <laughs> and it's a ghost story. Um, but this comic is not just a man. Issue number two is not Ghost Tree. Issue number two is not just a, a man and his, his, his dead grandpa trying to solve dead people's problems. <laughs> we are, we're honestly introduced that very quickly that there's a crack in this system as to how things are working with people that can see dead people and that are trying to help them in their lives. There's a demon afoot that wants to cause problems. We don't really know why. So they're only just giving us a little taste here. And so I love that when the, the zero character shows up, the zero is the, the, the ghost that's charged with keeping the earth free of demons. I just love the design of the zero. It was on the cover of ghost tree number one, so you can look at it, but it's got this long green, interesting looking robe with some interesting design there, little details and this white mask with this just large black eye in the center. It's like this very kind of creepy and interesting slender Cyclops. That's the best way to describe it. My favorite sequence is when Brant, the main character, gets a visit from this ghost Arami, this young woman Arami. And it's a very emotional visit because they were childhood like friends, like sweethearts, and that she died so very young uh, in a sad way, which I won't spoil. But they clearly have feelings for each other, but Brand admits that he's married, and he's actually having marital marital problems. He's like separated. He kind of doesn't have hope that it's going to work out. But they're, when they look at each other, when Arami and Brant look at each other, it's just this perfect symphony of like sadness and sweetness and longing. It's, it's just because they're drawn really, really well, and, and you can just see it, that they remembered fondly their, their care, their love for each other. It's just so beautifully drawn. Arami's eyes just look, just look sad. So perfectly done and just look that, you know, this, she's tired. But anyway, the cliffhanger at the end of Ghost Tree issue number two. I was upset that the issue was over. It's a great cliffhanger. And when that happens, it's a seriously great indicator that you just read a great comic book. So, man, I cannot wait to read Ghost Tree issue number three. It's our number two pick of the week get ghost tree folks it's just it's spectacular but here we go now on to the number one top comic book pick of the week this is the jedi master the king the supreme leader the number one top comic book pick of the week is the goon issue number two and this is from albatross funny books the brand the publishing house owned by mr eric powell himself this is written and illustrated by Eric Powell, who is our artist winner of the week for The Goon, issue number two. Also colors by Rachel Cohen and Eric Powell. He loves to kind of do all his own coloring. Maybe Rachel was nice enough to help him out a little bit. <laughs> you know, the guy's very busy. But uh, The Goon, by the way, has been a Sunspots Comics number one pick of the week before. It's also been a cover and artist winner of the week more than once. It's phenomenal. That is The Goon, one of my favorite comic books, period, of all time. It's also the 20th anniversary of The Goon, so congratulations to Eric Powell on sticking with it and keeping the rights to The Goon. And I talked about on issue number 208, last week's uh, podcast, 
that they've uh, greenlit the Goon Movie. There's some things uh, moving forward in the Goon Movie. Check out Sunspots Comics Podcast last week's 208 to hear about the Goon Movie update. But this is a seriously great issue of the Goon. It's issue number two. It centers around the origin story of a new character he's created named Vinny Nosferatu. And there's this panel in uh, Vinny's origin at the beginning here of uh, when we hear what a dog is thinking when this dog sees young Vinny like coming his way. It cracked me up. It's hilarious. I want to look at it again, but it's like inside the mind of a very intelligent dog. Just one little panel as he sees this little evil looking demented kid coming towards him. It's hilarious. It's like worth reading the comic just for that panel of a dog's thoughts. But anyway, it totally cracked me up. Uh, You can definitely feel that this new villain, Vinny Nosferatu, is going to be a serious thorn in the goon and his pal Frankie's side for a long time. I hope so. Because you can tell they're building, Eric is just building a great bad guy. Very interesting, unique bad guy. I think one of my primary reasons that this is the number one pick of the week is because the Goon issue number two is just a bunch of fun. I laughed a lot. It has so many elements of just a great comic book. It's got Bugs Bunny-like gags when Frankie just makes this pig bomb. You got to see what this pig bomb looks like. It's hilarious. Just has Acme written all over it. Go look it up, kids. Bugs Bunny. Um... And, and he uses this pig bomb to fight uh, Vinny Nosferatu's vampire hedge, henchmen that just come knocking at Frankie's door. It's hilarious, and it's fun, and it's kind of Bugs Bunny-ish. And, and then uh, Vinny Nosferatu, he's kind of this like mafioso, mafioso Dracula. It's the best way to describe him. He's like a, like a you know, uh, organized crime Dracula with this Napoleon syndrome. So yes, he's a, a man not, uh, uh, you know vertically challenged in a way <laughs> and oh and i laughed out loud at the uh, the death curse guy he's a realtor he's a delivery guy looks like they're giving him more jobs i want him to have more jobs so he can just kind of show up but when the death curse guy shows up in this issue he always wishes you a have a nice death curse day <laughs> like it's just always telling people that and he's just got these funky crossed eyed and this goofy look on his face I just want more of the Death Curse guy. You'll, you, it's a great designed character. Fantastic, Eric. New character, by the way. He's not in previous Goon comics. So, Death Curse guy, A+. Plus. Double thumbs up. I just want more of this goofy, cross-eyed monster. And <laughs> I think what really makes this comic stand above so many others uh, it really is the reason why he's the artist winner of the week. It's all these different art styles. You got rough pencils, you got cartooning with vibrant pe- colors, you got watercolors, and you even have the charcoal styled art and heavy penciling. It's just all so seriously beautiful. It's most comics do not do this and change so many styles and make it work. Like it's it's not just all done in flashback. It's just it's like I said. It seems like when Eric Powell wants to go funny, then you get the cartoony style with the cartooning pastelly colors, and then when flashbacks are in this ode to the golden age of comics, pencils. It's just, and then the way he does these panels of gigantic art in in action, like this close up of Vinny Nosferatu's face being punched by the goon. It's like this giant splash panel. It's just gorgeous. Seriously beautiful. And uh, and uh, it, even these like these most of his his giant splash pages are completely silent. Um, but my my favorite, honestly, my favorite panels 
of the Goon issue number two is just this whole fight scene between the Goon and Vinny Nosferatu. It's just it's brutal, it's beautiful, it's wordless, and I just think it, it's it's setting up this really interesting war that's going to be happening between the Goon and Vinny Nosferatu. Yes, the the Dracula hitman, you know guy that's uh that's got napoleon syndrome yes so trust me read the goon it's a guaranteed good time and that's why it's easily the number one pick of the week get the goon and uh again congratulations on 20 years of the goon mr eric powell so there you go those are my comic book recommendations this week for new comic book day may 22nd let me lock the vault door there you go please Go to a local comic book shop. Buy these five comic books immediately. You'll seriously be happy that you will. And if you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, just email me directly to chris at sunspotscomics.com. And to see the whole Sunspots Comics universe encapsulated in one place with all my favorite picks of the week since 2015, go to sunspotscomics.com. Also, click on the pull list and you'll see I just updated my list of uh, pulls For my comics, 72 comic book titles I'm currently reading. Yeah, it's a lot. It's about to go up, too. I saw next week's. There's some stuff in there I think is going to be some serious contenders. Also, click on Top Comic Books of the Week. You'll see all of my past top top comic book picks. They're all there. I update my tiny little website every single week. I'm very proud of it. You can even listen to this very podcast right here on my site, right on sunspotscomics.com. So check it out. Also, thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea. Check out their huge selection of nerdy fun t-shirts at popuptea.com. They seriously have got a fun, nerdy shirt for everything you can think of. And don't forget, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off of any pop-up t-shirt order. Yes, even the clearance stuff, which is already so so low in price. But thank you and go check out popuptea.com. And please tune in next week for issue 210 of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, where I will be reading 16 new comic books on my pull list for New Comic Book Day, May 29th. And of the 16, five of them are brand new number ones. That's a good amount of new number ones. I'm definitely going to check those out. I hope they're great so I can tell you about them. And here are just a few new comic books that I am seriously looking forward to reading next week. Uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, issue number 22. It's the Hunted miniseries finale with uh craven the hunter so it's been a i think it was 10 issues of this this event miniseries coming to an end it's been a whole lot of fun so amazing spider-man 22 next week oh and this might be the one i'm i'm most excited about for next week it's batman last night on earth issue number one it's scott snyder and greg capullo they reunite for a kind of a what if story what if batman had a green lantern ring in the midst of this apocalypse and I think in the cover page, he has like what looks like, you know, a lantern, but it has the the Batman, the the bat who laughed, that or that Joker, one of them, kind of in, in silhouette there. So interesting uh, concept. I got to see what that's all about. Oh, and, and last that I'm seriously excited about reading next week is Hellboy versus Lobster Johnson. It's a one shot. That just sounds like a blast. So I can't wait to, for next week. It looks like a solid week of brand new comic books. But don't forget, our Sunspots Comics Pledge, we will read a whole bunch of brand new comic books, but only recommend to you the greatest of them, so you can save some time and save some money. So please, help us out by telling a nerdy loved one about the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Tell someone that is into the comic books. 
And please give us a five-star review when you get a chance. Go over to iTunes, hit us up with a few positive words and five stars together because those two things together really help us out. And if you do so, I'll give you a shout-out on a future podcast. Sometimes I even read the review. And also, I will mail you the coveted Sunspots Comics prize package right to your door just as a thank you. So that'll do it. Thank you so much for listening to Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope you captured some of the fun essence, some of the positiveness, and also some of my love of comic books. And go get them. Go buy those five I just went over. But anyway, like our good friend Stan used to say, hang loose, heroes. See you next week. To be continued. Comics now.